Welcome back to the Know Your Stuff Consumer Podcast with me, Wendy Nola. This episode was prompted by a young colleague who asked me, how much information do salespeople have about us? Because someone who works for an insurance company wanted me to take out savings or life insurance with them, and they wanted my ID number to check my information. of consumers. Wendy Nola, consumer rights expert. Consumer expert, Wendy Nola. Consumer journalist, Wendy Nola, for some good advice. Read the terms and conditions. Know your consumer stuff. The Wendy Wendy Nola Nola podcast. podcast. Consumer journalist, Wendy Nola. As I told him, unless he had already given that insurer his business, they wouldn't have any of his information on their system. He was asked for his ID so that they could go to a credit bureau and get his information um, from there. So you could get your credit score, credit information free um, once a year. And given that there's three or four um, credit bureaus, that means you can get um, free access to your credit record once every quarter at least. So my advice always is you shouldn't have to wait or you shouldn't wait for to find out whether your credit record or your credit score is good or bad from someone that you perhaps want to do business with when you want to take out a, a, a car finance or a home loan or open an account or get any kind of loan. You should know your what's going on with your credit profile always at all times. But what happens is a lot of people either think it's a schlep or it's going to cost them money or they just don't think about it. And then they go and want to open a cell phone contract or buy a house or whatever the case may be. And they get told, sorry, declined because there's an adverse listing or your score is too low, you don't qualify. And that's a really horrible way to find out. So I'm very big on telling people, you know, being this is your financial ID, right? And you should have complete ownership and control over it, whether it's good or bad. If it's bad, you you find out yourself. And we're going to talk a bit later about what you can do about that. Another reason is that fraud is massive in this country, one of the highest rates in the world. And so you really need to know who is or whether somebody has been impersonating you and applying for loans and credit in your name. Please don't think this can't happen to you because there's a very good likelihood that it will. If you want to go a step further, further than getting access to your credit record once every quarter or once a month or whatever suits you, you can pay a smallish subscription to a credit bureau such as TransUnion and you can get credit alerts. So anytime someone applies for any form of credit or makes any inquiries on your profile, and it's including the real you, right, you will get a an alert, an SMS alert uh, to that effect. And that is really, really helpful in uh, stopping that uh, ID fraud while it's in the process of trying to happen. So I would, that's something I would really, really recommend. So what does that credit record show and that credit score? So it shows whether it's there as 
a kind of a testimonial, right, uh, to all credit providers as to whether you're a good or a bad risk when it comes to extending you money, giving you a loan, um, allowing you to open an account and have some credit, right? So it's, what they want to know, of course, is that you're going to pay your debt on time and in full, uh, the minimum amount at least in full, as you're supposed to. So your credit record shows that. It will show if you've missed payments. It will show if you pay late. Um, and your credit score, your, that number, is based on that report, on your behavior. Um, and it's it's an instant indication of whether you're considered a good or bad or borderline risk. So it's a three-digit number. It ranges from naught to 999. And you need a credit score, for instance, of at least 600 for a bank to consider your home loan application. And anything above 650 is considered a really good credit score. And as I said, in terms of the National Credit Act, each credit bureau is required to give you access to your credit record free once a year. And after that, um, you can pay. You can also subscribe where you, for a year in which you can ac have access anytime you want without paying anything extra. So on that score, not long ago, someone tweeted that the free report, which South Africa's largest credit bureau, that's TransUnion, makes available is incomplete in their words because it doesn't reflect the credit score. It's just, you know, the listings and inquiries and all the rest. And when I checked with the credit ombuds office about this, they confirmed that that is indeed the case. I was told not all the credit bureaus provide a credit score with the free credit report. TransUnion does not. They charge an extra fee for that. But with Experian, XDS, and CompuScan, the score is included in the report. So that's good to know. And and they're quite within their rights to do that because legally the National Credit Act only refers to the requirement to provide one free credit report a year. There's nothing in there that specifies that a credit score must also be provided. So they may withhold it. Um, but happily, there are several credit bureaus, as I've just said, who choose not to withhold it or not to, cho to charge extra for it. Um, another thing, up until March of 2015, so it's almost nine years ago, if you had an adverse listing or what most people call a, a blacklisting on your credit record with a bureau, even after you paid the debt, that listing remained there for a set amount of time. So for in the case of a, of a judgment, it was five long years, which still effectively blocked people from getting any new credit. So even after you paid, it sort of reflected there as a warning to other people that you know, you, you fell behind in your payments or you stopped paying years before, um, which, you know, many consumers understandably felt was very unfair. I've paid my debt and I still now can't um, get any new credit. But thanks to an amendment um, to the National Credit Act almost nine years ago now, if you pay the debt in full, the so-called blacklisting will automatically be removed or should automatically be removed from your credit bureau record without you having to do anything or pay anything further. But a word of caution, a few attorneys like to confuse the consumers who have paid their debts off and are now desperate to be rid of that blacklisting by telling them they still need to pay them a fee, the lawyer, to have the judgment rescinded. Now, that's technically true. Unless you have it rescinded, the judgment will remain in the court file, but nobody knows about it and it can't affect you. The thing that counts, the thing that the the record that the the credit 
providers will want to see in order to decide whether they're going to give you credit or not or allow you, allow you to open that account is your credit bureau listening. So, and that must be automatically uh, removed without you having to do anything or pay anything extra. So, don't feel, don't, don't be tripped into thinking that you need to pay to get the judgment rescinded. You don't. You, you, it's the credit record, your credit record and having the judgment taken off there. That's important. So first, check if the judgment still reflects on your name at the bureaus. And if so, you can contact the credit bureau in uh, directly, lodge a dispute. It's a free process. Um, send them your proof of settlement, payment settlement. And if the bureau does not remove that information within 30 days, you can contact the credit ombuds office. It's a free service, and they will ensure that it is done. So, you, so the bottom line is you don't, you know, don't get sucked into paying thousands to have a debt judgment rescinded. You don't have to. And then prescribed debt. So very briefly, because this is a podcast on its own, if you have in the past three years not paid a retail debt, not promised to pay it in any way, and you haven't been sent a summons, a summons in respect of it, there's been no judgment in respect of that debt, then it has uh, legally prescribed, that's the term, it has prescribed. This doesn't apply to state-related debt, including TV licenses, it doesn't apply to um, a home loan either, right? So this is just most debts, though, it does apply to. And what you need to know is, you know, if you ask to pay such a debt, you just say it, it has prescribed, the alleged debt has prescribed, and if you are of the view that it hasn't, please provide the proof, otherwise close my file. And you and you may not by law have a prescribed debt listed on your credit report, your credit profile. So that's another reason to check your credit record uh, regularly because you, if the, in many cases, prescribed debts are listed there. That's, you know, there are adverse listings and they could prevent you, they will prevent you from getting any more credit or at best they will, it will mean that you'll have a higher interest rate and, you know, it, it's, it's definitely not in your favor. So check your record and if there's a prescribed debt there, then you lodge a, a dispute uh, with the credit bureau and if a month later it's still there, then you go to the credit ombud and let them fight the case for you. Finally, let's talk about that score because what we all want is it to be higher, not lower, right? So this unfortunate reality is that a credit score which took years to build can be destroyed by a few small mistakes. And what are they? I've spoke about this a little bit, making uh, late payments. So even if you're one day and one cent short, that will list that that is an adverse listing. Maxing out your credit card. So um, if you always are at the very top of your uh, limit, say your limit is twenty thousand rand, and if you always sell between nineteen and twenty thousand rand, you know that's not going to look good to a prospective credit provider. Um, and a very this is such a good tip. A very good way of building your credit score is never to spend more than 20 or at most 25% of your credit limit. Some of you listening must be thinking, yeah, right, she's telling us this in January, please now get real. But that really is the quickest way to get your score up. 
And there's a trick to this. And I caution, it's only for people who can exercise good self-control with their finances. To get to that no more than 20 or 25%, and you could approach your the bank or you know who provided your credit card, for example, and ask for you can most people you can do this on your app. Apply for an increased limit, and that obviously then what you're spending every month will be proportionally lower um, in relation to that limit. If you're going to regard that limit as a target, this advice is most definitely not for you. It's going to get you into worse trouble. But that is one way if you are wanting to, to keep that percentage of of um, available credit down in order to increase your score this is one way of doing it and that's my lot for today thanks so much for listening 